The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading for today from Mark chapter 12, where Jesus says this, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything, all that she had to live in, live on. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A number of years ago, my family was traveling on a trip. And along the road, I saw a car pulled over that obviously was not going anywhere. It was filled, if not overfilled, with people. I pulled over there on the side of the road to see if I could offer any assistance. The driver told me that they were coming back from a family reunion and they had a flat tire. At that point I offered that I could help put on their spare for them so they could get back going down the road. It was then that they told me that actually quite a number of miles back they had put on the spare tire when another tire had blown, and that it was now the spare tire that had blown. It was about this time a semi-truck pulled in behind us as well. The driver got out of that truck and asked if there was anything that he could do. Working together, we finally found out that my spare at least would fit well enough to get them up to the next exit. And so we got that spare onto their car, and myself and the driver of the semi followed them to the automobile repair shop. While we were there, I started talking to this semi-driver, and he told me that he had recently just got done serving a long prison term in San Quentin Prison, one of the most notoriously rough prisons in America. He told me that in prison... He had finally come to rest his life and his hope in Christ. And I told him that I was a Christian pastor. He told me about how after he got out of prison, of course, there weren't a lot of job offers waiting for him, but that the owner of that semi had given him a chance because he too was a Christian man who wanted to help out this man who was now a new Christian. As we were talking, one of the family members came over, having talked to the mechanic, and told us that especially with the distance they still had to go and the weight of the people in that car, they should indeed need two or four new tires if they were to be saved. And then they said, of course, they had no money to pay for those tires, because the little money they had, they had just spent on this trip to go and see their family. It was at this time that my brain started spinning. I thought, do I have enough money in my account to be able to help them out? Would they make good on the promise they had just made that if we would pay for the tires, they would send us a check in a couple weeks when they got their next check? And what about my family, who was waiting for all of this to stop uh, so we could continue on with our trip. Well, it was just then that this convicted felon that had served a long term in San Quentin 
taught a Christian pastor a few things about giving. He simply looked at me and said to me rather matter-of-factly, brother to brother in Christ, well, let's just split it between us. It's not like God's not going to provide for us. Yes, it was in that moment (laughs) that I was quite humbled by this man's simple faith in God's ability to provide. No, he wasn't worried about the upfront cost. He wasn't worrying that somehow we would not get that check. He didn't care if we did or not. Instead, he simply had confidence that God would continue to provide for him. He believed that God would provide everything we needed and that that therefore freed us to help this family that we found along the side of the road. And of course, he was absolutely right. Today in our gospel reading, we find this widow giving her two mites into the offering box. And I must admit that in our reading for today, we're not told in the scriptures exactly what's going on in her mind. So I will admit that I am speculating a little bit with what she was thinking when she did it. But I will tell you that all my speculation is based on what God's word teaches about giving everywhere. So why was it that that widow could give those last two copper coins? Why is it that she could place into the offering box the last of everything that she had? Was it because she had given up? Was she like that widow we heard about in our Old Testament reading who decided that she was simply gathering sticks to eat the last bit of bread and oil, or should say wheat and oil, that she would mix together to make bread, and then she would die? I don't think there's any indication in our text that this widow was giving up, that she thought this was her last day. No, instead, there is a different reason why she was able to give this way. And I believe it was simply this. She knew that God would provide for her. See, ultimately in that story of the other widow with Elijah, that's what Elijah had to convince that widow whom he went to and asked for a glass of water and then a little cake of bread. He had to convince her by speaking the word of the Lord to her that God was not forsaking her, that she and her son were not soon to die, that God indeed would provide daily for her. Amazingly, in that story, when Elijah the prophet spoke that word, that woman simply went off to cook the meal for her, for Elijah, and for her son. She all of a sudden had faith to believe that God would provide what she needed. And if that was true, well, then she was free to provide what the people in front of her needed, namely Elijah, in that case. Yes, Elijah assured her that the little provision her eyes saw in her jars and in her buckets, that that would be plenty for God to provide for her. It would be enough that would last her all the way until the drought that was going on would be finished. Jesus tells us that the scribes and the other rich people in the temple, they gave large amounts of money into the treasury. But he tells us that they did not give anything that they thought they really needed. No, instead, they gave, as Jesus says, out of their abundance, out of stuff that they had that they really didn't need at all. 
Jesus would say that's a very easy kind of giving to do, to simply give some of the leftovers away, things you didn't think you needed anyways. But why was it then that these scribes or these rich people could not give part of what they really needed for life? Well, I suppose it is because deep down in their hearts they feared that if that money was gone, that they would be done for. They did not understand that there was no possible way that they could outgive God. So I ask you to search your lives today and answer the question, are you more like the scribes or the widow? And I'm not asking you about the size of your bank account, whether you have very little or whether you have a lot, for that really doesn't matter for the story. I'm asking you what you believe about God and his promise to provide for you. When you consider what you would give, whether that be putting money into the offering plate or whether that be helping a neighbor who is in need, do you give in a way that shows that you are not fearful, that you will be provided for by God? Do you understand that you can't outgive God? Do you understand that if you literally put in every last penny that you had, that God would still provide for you on the next day? I mean, after all, you do pray, as we talked about with the kids. Give us this day our daily bread. You do understand, right, that God is above all things a giving God. You still believe, don't you, all the things that you learned back in catechism class? That God has promised you to give you everything you need to support the needs of the body. That he has given you your body and soul, your eyes, ears, all your members, your reason, and all your senses, and still takes care of them. You still trust, don't you, in his promise that he will richly and daily provide you with everything you need to support this body and life. And probably most importantly, you do understand, don't you, that God is so giving that he actually gave you the very best thing he had. He gave you his only begotten son to die for you and to rise for you. And as Paul says, don't you know that if he gave you that, well, surely he'd give you anything else that he has as well. He'd take care of all of your needs. For if you understand all of this, then you are truly free to give. You're truly free to seek God's kingdom by giving to his church. You're truly free to seek his kingdom as you seek to take care of your brothers and sisters in Christ and your neighbors all around you. You are free to seek the kingdom of God because as we will sing later, he has promised that all those other things that you need, they will be added unto you. Well, you might leave here today saying, oh, that pastor or God himself is just trying to reveal that I don't give enough to church or to someone else. But I assure you that's not ultimately what God cares about. What he cares about is any lack of faith you might have in him to provide that might cause you to have some deficiency in those other areas. 
when we hear a word of the Lord like this, there might be some specific situation that you think back on and question whether you were truly as giving as you could have been or should have been, and that is fine to confess also. But first and foremost, let us all confess together that when we are not generous and sacrificial in our giving, it is not just a character flaw in us, but it is a sign that indeed we are distrusting God and his promise to provide. Yes, confess that today with me, for we confess it to a God who is giving. If we confess our sins, God has promised that this day he will provide again exactly what we need for our soul. He will give to us again Jesus, his son, his forgiveness, his life, his hope, and everything else that is his. He will give it to us because Jesus has died and rose for us. But then God, he will raise you up to new life. He will fill you with his Holy Spirit, and then you will leave praying, Give us, Lord, this day our daily bread. And you will pray that with such unshakable confidence that you will no longer have fear in your heart. For God has promised that he will provide. And as God does all of these good things for you again this day, well then giving, that should just be second nature. For allow a Christian pastor who was once taught by a convicted felon fresh out of San Quentin prison to teach you the message he taught me a long time ago. God, he'll provide. You don't need to worry about that. And so you, you're free to give. Amen.